all you fifth quarter maniacs out there. It is the fifth quarter podcast brought to you by Podcast Central and Survival First Aid Kits. It is episode 29. It ain't easy being, in parentheses, Toby Green. I'm the, uh, <laughs> well, well, I'm bored now, West Coast supporter Brent, and I'm joined <laughs> by the, I've been bored for a while, I guess, Bombers supporter Ben. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think since um, the finals actually came along, I think I've been a bit, it's a bit, a bit lackluster to be honest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and um, Nathan has already he did already book his September holiday very early, and he's not even in the country. Yeah, I'm pretty sure so he you can tell he's August. a Frio supporter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's not with us. He's not joining us today. Unfortunately, <clears throat> um, that's all right. So as, long as, as long as he's back by next week, everything's fine. Yeah, as long as he's back for the grand final. Yep. So we've got two weeks to go. The uh, the weeks are getting the weeks are getting longer, and the the footy week is getting shorter, and that's very depressing for me. It is. <clears throat> that's that's when you know, like the the, the time's almost up when you're only getting you know a couple of games a week, and they they're decent yeah. games, but it's like, well, I wait. No, I need more. Where is it? Where's it going? Where's yeah. it? No... Gone are the days uh, like you finish watching a game on a Sunday Arvo and you're like, cool, I've got a game on Thursday. Now yeah. it's, the game finishes Saturday night and you're like, man, i got like pretty much a whole week. Or even like you'll, you'll, <laughs> you, you, know, you might have been out for you know, a Sunday lunch, a Saturday lunch or something like that and you'll come home and you'll see the, the, the last five, ten minutes of the Saturday twilight game and you have, and just as you're getting into settle for for the night, you'll get into a Saturday night the Saturday night game, and you know you that is. But having said that, there's two Saturday night games, so you usually you know you that one is a change. bit. You can chop and change and see which one's <laughs> yeah. really entertaining. Can't do that any now. No, it's all so out thank, thankfully they've actually been good games, with the exception of relatively. Yeah, I mean the first week there was two. Two and a half pretty crappy games. <laughs> two and a um, half, yeah. Two and a half because the Brisbane Richmond game started well and then it ended badly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, true, true. And both both finals, both games last week were rip snorters. Yeah, they were. The Geelong game, it didn't feel as close as it was towards the end. No, I think that, I wonder how much of that was again. West Coast losing as opposed to Geelong winning, because yeah, it's I mean, just Geelong stopped them being able to score. Exactly. Well, yeah, when you go scoreless for a for the last quarter in a semi final, it's you're never gonna. Hey man, they scored one. They scored a score. Oh, they did. They scored it behind, did they? They scored one point. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well done. That 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 goes that goes a a very long way in a semi final. Yeah, it does. Yeah. 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 It was a um really gross game as well because it felt like. It felt like I was complaining about the umpiring, even though West Coast pretty much had the rub of the green the whole night. <laughs> but then we... it, but sort of like West, the umpires would put the whistle away for five minutes and then you'd commend them for like, oh, there's probably like five touch and go frees that they haven't paid, but I'm fine with it because it's a final. Yeah. And then a Geelong player would blow in Jeremy McGovern's hair and he'd get a free kick. <laughs> but then... Asava Radigalia would touch the ball with his fingertips and it'd be a mark in the goal square. And then Tom Hawkins would kick it 
pretty much into the hand of a West Coast player and they didn't even review it. So Dude, the umpiring this is what's, was just this terrible. Is what's, yeah, so this is what's getting me a bit uh, worried because usually by this time, the umpiring isn't that bad in a final. Yeah, especially yeah. when they got this flash new arc thing and they still can't get it right. Exactly. You get like Usually you get to the grand final and no one ever mentions the umpiring because the game is just so well played. Yeah. And- and Fantastic. the umpires, so they make calls, but you don't feel like they're impacting the game and where it, exactly. where it's um, ruined for me is when umpires just feel like they need to impact the game. Yeah, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that <clears throat> it's just a delayed on because I would have, I would have thought that by now, now that we're heading into the preliminaries, that that would have been sorted itself out, and yeah, like especially this week, you won't make know the umpires are there again. Yeah, um, and it's. Sort of makes right. me think about because the NFL season started and yes, it did. And that in that that game has probably almost as many, or if not as many, rules as the AFL does. And they're not open yeah. to interpretation. The the rule is the rule, and it's so easy to commit a penalty. But there's what most of the time there's only four a game, if that. So. Given how easy it is for defenders to give away penalties on receivers, they're very rarely called, and you get pretty outraged that it's not called, but you'd rather that than every single little, oh, he looked at you sideways, that's five-yard penalty or ten-yard penalty. It's the same in the AFL. You're sort of like, I'd rather watch players get clotheslined for ten minutes than they look at each other wrong and it's a free kick. Exactly, yeah. And it's sort of um, reared its ugly head in the... um, the Brisbane game as well. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, did. The spirit of the game nonsense. Yeah. Well, did did we uh, want to go straight, like, sort of segue into... Heroes and villains, we'll get that, there. Yeah. Yep, cool. So, it sounds like umpiring is our, our super villain this week, but Ben and it I is. have decided that we had the same villain, so we decided to make Michael Christian and the Tribunal once again... <laughs> and probably the supervillain for the season. Yes, Does... it's 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 the Lex Luthor of the fifth quarter podcast. Y- yeah, yeah. So they got one right. Tom Hawkins hitting Schofield. Not, yep. not to be honest, not that far off the ball. And I've heard good points where if you're on the lead, that should be considered in play because you're leading for yeah. the ball. But you can't go swinging your fist around into people's heads so one week is fair enough for me yeah this ain't 2005 no more (laughs) yeah can't do that but yeah barry hall got off for pretty much the same thing um he did for the grand final but but that's what i'm saying it's like that was 14 years ago i'd like to think that after 14 years we've kind of changed our tune a little bit yeah yeah and if that's what they're trying to rub out then a week is probably fine because he wasn't hurt he got up exactly um and then they got it Michael Christian got it wildly wrong, and then the tribunal got it wildly wrong. So hopefully the appeals board get it right, the Toby Green decision. Um, that's actually, get, it's, it's actually part it of my people, captivating question. Leave, oh, there you go. Leave I get it that people him. want. I get it that people want Toby Green suspended because it's Toby Green. Well, he's an arsehole and he's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. He like there there, but, there are time, like he definitely deserves to be suspended for certain things that he does. Makes sense, but that's when he does it. 
Yeah, but it's sort of like it's, this is like, oh, this guy this guy annoys me, and I'd be glad if he got suspended. But for what? You can't suspend someone for being annoying. Exactly, and and the the reason they suspended him this time around it seemed to be because it, like yeah, it was what was it bringing the oh, game into disrepute or something like that? Like it was, nah, it was an ugly look at the game or unnecess- something. Like yeah, unnecessary contact to the face or whatever. And they said it was seventy five hundred bucks last week. Yeah, provide now- absolutely no evidence of the same thing happening again, and then suspended him. Yeah, so that, that, that's what I now that's what I'm getting at is that they assumed that he did it again, and based on an assumption, suspended him. Yeah, despite... even when even when the person even when Lockie Neal, the person who had it supposedly done to, came out came uh, out as a yeah, witness, he, he fulfilled the play. I didn't feel anything. As he the should. footage the footage came through and was inconclusive at best. Yeah, and yet it's so you're still going on assumptions and barely circumstantial evidence of that and yeah. from that they decided you know that's a suspension it's like, yeah. like no it can't they be got- if it was any other player you wouldn't get to that result yeah so back in the you know the old system when they had carryover points if you had a bad record something minor could get you suspended because you know a history of charges they got rid of that because a bad record is irrelevant in judging as we saw with Andrew Gaff, he's got absolutely no record. Still got eight weeks because he should have. Yep. 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 They're pretty much... You look at Gary Abloh, he's got away with three striking charges. Cunnington got away with five. Yes. Yeah. And, and those just are don't... actual strikes. Yeah. And we just don't like Toby Green, so yeah. we'll suspend him. Yep. Not to mention they invented a rule because they didn't like something that he did. Yep. And they still can't get that rule right. Mm. So they can't do this just because this guy is annoying. Especially, oh, in a, especially they can. in a fight. Apparently they can. Well, they're appealing it. So yeah. surely yeah. you have to provide evidence to suspend someone. Well, I mean, that's usually the, the way things go. Innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. Not Toby's guilty until proven innocent. But... Yeah. G- guilty until proven not Toby. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah, that's our, our super villain for this week. I'm sure Nathan probably agrees as well. Uh, he's cool. a bigger. I don't know who's the bigger Toby Green fan out of me or him, but he's definitely the bigger Giants fan. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll leave that you, to Sus. I'll um. Do you want to talk about your hero, or should I just keep going and then you can have a go? Oh, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm happy to to talk about my hero. Um, so because it is it is to do with GWS still, um, uh, but in a good way. Uh, and it's Zach Williams, uh, my hero for this week. Yeah. Um, because of his game against Brisbane last week, uh, he had seventeen disposals, seven contested, a hundred percent disposal efficiency. Um. 87% of his disposals in the defensive half. So he was... Well, he's a defender. Well, yeah, he's a, def- he's a defender, but to have 100% disposal defic- deficiency as a defender whilst collecting 17 disposals and having more than and half of them goal. contested... So yeah, he that's, goal. That's, yeah, exactly. That's grace under pressure, and that's grace under pressure in a semi-final. You know, like, it's, that, I thought he that, was... You want to know why they won? That's half the reason why they won. Yeah, and you know the other half. Toby Green. Toby Green. <laughs> 30 disposals, two goals. 
yeah. 500 meters gained. <laughs> yeah, no, he'll do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so if Zach Williams was one half, Toby Green is the other half. Yeah. <laughs> nah, for sure. I mean, uh, Toby Green, like, you can't... We can't have it being the, the Toby Green show for the entirety of the podcast. It had to sort of space out a little <laughs> yeah, bit. It has to be about something. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, as much as Toby would probably want it to be all about Toby, it can't be all about Toby. Well, he'd love it. Oh, yeah. Um, we'd have a new listener, I reckon. Exactly. I think, I think I think we'd get about <laughs> 1,700 new downloads just from Toby Green. Listening yeah, just. Again. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, but no, pretty short and sweet. This one, my yep. hero. Yeah. Yeah, fair one too. I've gone um the other game from this week. Yep. And I've gone. I don't think we've mentioned him once this year, but we probably. I would did have. as a villain. I did mention him as a villain a few weeks back because okay. I I was it was I was under the impression that um he wasn't doing what I know he could do for that club. His team. Yep. For his team. And the person I'm we are talking about away. is um it's Joel Selwood. Um, quite a year, as literally all of Australia knows, <laughs> from um from Joel, because Geelong finally made the decision to put younger players in the goal square and yep. end the reliance on Joel Saywood to do it all. But well, he hasn't from... been he hasn't been playing much in the midfield, has he? Like, oh, he's been playing like wing half forward. You know yeah. that role where you do a whole lot of work, but no one ever sees you, so they think you're not you're no good. Yeah, I um, think if they they think you're doing a lot of running, but not much else, kind of. Thing. Yeah, and if and if yeah. his name wasn't Joel Selwood, everyone would think he's no good. Um, yeah. But yeah, cutthroat final, huge game, huge captain's game as well. He was by a mile best on ground, and I said sort of snarkily to you guys, Dangerfield was held all day by Elliot Yo, and then I think I said, I. Oh, I text my mate watching the game and I was like, what's the Betty Dangerfield takes like f- touches the ball five times and kicks a goal. And they talk about that was the best game. Oh yeah. He took three really good contested grabs and nearly kicked a goal. And they pretty much just went on about how good Dangerfield was. Mate. It's like you, you're Nostradamus. <laughs> it's like, they're just, just predictable. Yeah, I know. It's stupidly like, predictable. Insane. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just thought Joel Selwood's game was absolutely huge in the midfield and mm-hmm. all the shots of him with blood pouring out of his eyebrow, blood pouring out of his nose, he's got... That's the like Joel Selwood whole, we know and love. A whole roll of strapping tape on his head. Yeah. And, it's and it's still it's, bleeding. It's like, yeah. yeah. If if this guy ever has a statue... <laughs> it needs uh, to be bandaged. It needs to be bleeding and bandaged. <laughs> yes, it does. Because nothing sums that guy up more than... A lot of the images we saw of him after the game, he was still bleeding. There are, there are two players that I I don't think I've ever seen not bandaged. Joel Ben McAvoy and Joel Selwood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Bo Waters was a good one as well. Yeah, yeah, Bo Waters, yeah. But yeah, I reckon they gave up on the blood rule sort of halfway through the game because... They seem to because I saw Joel a couple of times... On the blood ground, all over his blood face. still streaming down his yeah. face, and he's just there, just not caring. Was, yeah, commentators weren't confused, but I know a few people were confused about how the blood rule works. And my understanding yeah. is, if it's not flowing, if it's dried on there, then it's if the runner can come out and wash it off, you're fine. You don't have to get sent off. So I assume that's what was going on. It wasn't flowing anymore. No, 
But well, that's what the they were telling people. Anyway. Or they were just like, "We're sick of sending you off, man. Just whatever. Yeah. <laughs> just don't get it on anyone. <laughs> and you'll be fine. Yeah. Just wear. Just everyone wear rubber gloves. Just you, you'll be fine. Yeah. So yeah, Joel's my uh, objective hero for this week. Yeah. Um, how, probably how, a lot of Geelong fans' heroes as well. How challenging was that for you to do? To have Joel Selwood as your hero after after that game. Uh, after watching it, not. It's hard to. You can't. Oh, it's hard to be mad at really good players playing a good game. Yeah. You know, like it's easier to be mad at your team for letting them play a good game. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. But so I, it's... I guess we kind of we'll kind of roll into captivated questions a little bit in this one. Um, yeah. But uh, so would you say like so? Is that for any team? So any any team against West Coast. So say, like so, I I couldn't. Uh, if Sam Mitchell was running right against Essendon, yeah, Sam Mitchell's a decent was a decent player, but because he plays for Hawthorne, I, there is no way I was gonna I if, can ever allow myself to give him any kind of credit. If there was more games to choose from, I would. It probably would have been an easier decision to not pick him. But I mean. Say it's Essendon, Hawthorne, prelim or grand final, so you've got the one game to choose from. And Sam, say Sam gets like 75 touches, five goals, you know, plays the most ridiculous game you've ever seen. Yeah. Would you still not say he's your hero? Yep. I would say he's my villain for making me, for, for crushing my hopes and dreams. For playing that kind of a game against my team in a preliminary or grand final and just destroying us and destroying me emotionally, I call him my vi- my villain. Other people yeah. would perceive would perceive that as being a hero, and that's absolutely fine. Not yeah, me. I actually um I nearly named Alistair Clarkson as my villain in round twenty three. <laughs> Simply for um for for doing being the best coach in the AFL, yeah. Yeah. For being and, a super villain coach, doing I mean, his job. <laughs> you, you could, yeah, you could argue that um, that cost you a premiership. You could because but... by by losing that game, you fell out of the four, which meant you had to travel, and a semi final eight, eight, like no matter what. Yeah, only one, fi- only one game at home. Yeah. Yeah, the one game at home, and that one Why... just happened was against. But, I subscribe more to the uh, the Luke Shuey comment of well we were beaten by all four teams above us. Yeah. So they they didn't beat any of the team. Well, they beat Collingwood and then lost to Collingwood. Yeah. So that's like a and they they lost to the others. Yeah. So he that's was fair. like we were the fifth best. Well, you know we weren't a top four team. Fair enough. Which is obvious because they didn't finish top four. But no. when you look at they only of the teams that made the top six, they only beat GWA. Yeah, right. So, yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> like, yeah, yeah if you, you, you kind of he ended up finishing the season. Whereabouts? Where you pretty much were. They, yeah, okay. yeah, I think so. Right. Yeah. So it's obviously a simple way of putting it. You'd finish where you deserve to finish, but. but well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I've got a question for you. Yep. <clears throat> we sort of probably have already answered it, but do you reckon Toby, we'll make it the Toby Green show, 
<laughs> Do you reckon he's simply just being punished for being the AFL supervillain? I think I feel like we kind of have already answered this. Yeah, because um, yeah, Nathan's not here to, you know, rain in our rants. <laughs> yeah, but see, um, it seems like, I mean, I want personality in it. I want heroes and supervillains. Yeah. So I'd rather Toby Green never get suspended and just annoy the absolute hell out of everyone. Well, because it's the theater of the game, right? Exactly. You want you want characters in your sport. It doesn't yeah. matter what sport it is. You want characters because that's what ends up driving people to the sport who wouldn't otherwise be interested in the sport. Yeah. I mean, and I know, like extreme example in the NFL, you got Antonio Brown, who's <laughs> off his trolley where he appears to be. Yeah. It's sort of come out that he's probably not not that good a person anyway <laughs> but he people go to watch him yeah and people stay interested in the nfl because it's like what the hell is antonio brown doing exactly it's and, well i mean you almost watch you almost want to watch a he's a patriot now isn't he yeah oh, you almost yes, want to is. watch <laughs> <laughs> um Ben and Brent's NFL podcast coming soon. Um, <laughs> no, but like he's so you kind of want to see a Pats game week in every week just to see what it is he's going to do next. Yeah, it's like it's, the, so, it's like a rolling sitcom. It's like, oh, what's happening this week? Yeah, and it's sort of like Jalen Ramsey, the um, Jags cornerback. Yeah. All he does is just talk shit about everyone else, like all the quarterbacks and how terrible they are, how good they are. Yeah, I mean it's. A very, very good def- def- uh, cornerback. Yeah. But you stay interested because you're like, oh, man, I can't wait f- to hear this guy just talk smack about people. <laughs> you don't get that in the NFL. In the AFL, they're all, you know, no one talks no. smack about anyone. No. Everyone's really gentlemanly, which is fine. But it would be it would be fun. Yeah. I do wonder if, like, if it's sort of like a they heavily disincentivize that kind of thing. Oh, they totally would. And that's sort of yeah, why but, when Dane but, Swan was around, we loved his character because he wouldn't hang shit on other players. No. Just sort of everyone else. But my my thinking is that there's there's a difference between, yeah, just um, ripping someone a new one in the media and it being unwarranted and not necessary and blah and probably, and, you know, you don't want that. That's fine. But the difference between that and having and like cheeky banter, and yeah. like or you know, uh, sort of having a, like you know, what's the, what's the word? Um, just rubbing someone up, just rubbing someone the wrong way. You know, you I mean, yeah. you're allowed. You are allowed to do that if it, you know if it causes you know a little bit of you know a little bit of friction, a little bit of of media tension. Then you kind of want that that it's that publicity that you know. Yeah, well, uh, they, they draw that draws people in. Um, you don't, yeah. Again, you don't want. Yeah, well, that's pretty much you don't exactly. Want it to be overly negative, but you're allowed to. You should be allowed to to say, you know, not what you want to say all the time, but you should still be allowed to say some things and not yeah, just well, be so such a scripted robot. Yeah, well, that's sort of you know exactly what's going on with Toby off the field. He's yeah. He's got a good history about how he came into the game. He just talks about the game. You don't you don't hear from him much 
who does play in Sydney, so you're not going to hear from him much anyway. No. But he's not... Everything that he does, he does while wearing the uniform Mm -hmm. during the game. Mm -hmm. So he's the on-field supervillain, and the AFL are doing everything they can to not have him on the field. Yeah. It's just... uh... Even when he's not playing dirty, he's just a very, very good player to watch. So why wouldn't you want him playing? I think... Because he's annoying. Yeah, I I think it's the AFL trying to do what the AFL does and control the narrative. The narrative, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, they don't want someone like Toby Green playing the way Toby Green plays. So they... And... If they find any kind of opening or avenue to stop that, they will. Yeah. Even if it seems a bit sus. Yeah. Um, all I'm, I mean, my advice for Toby would be, and I'm because he needs it. Um, he needs yeah, my yeah. advice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's Toby, listening as well because it's. The I was going to say, show. Toby, I know you're listening. Um, uh, hope you hope you're feeling okay. I'm sure we'll get through this. Um. Don't let the critics get you down, Toby. Exactly. We all love you. Uh, hashtag Greenie. Um, <laughs> don't know what I'm doing now. Uh, save, save the Greenie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hashtag Green Culture. Um, I don't even know where I was going with this now. Um, oh, we'll still Nathan's one. Hashtag Toby or not Toby. I liked that one. Yeah, I'm just going to let you hang out to dry with that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, my advice would be just to keep doing what he's doing, and I'm sure that's what he's doing. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure. Like, he does. I'm sure. Like whatever the AFL does, he doesn't care. Yeah, like, and I'm sure at, the people this... he actually. I'm sure the people he actually listens to, like Leon Cameron, probably yeah. say the same thing. Exactly. Play on the so, edge because that's how. That's where you're. Yeah. You're. You're best. Exactly. If if that's what is. Uh, going to um, sort of ruffle the opposition's feathers, do it. Okay. Yeah. Why would you not? Why would yeah. you make your opposition as comfortable as possible? No. If yeah. the, if the way Toby plays makes other clubs very cautious and and careful and and sort of not want, not even liking Toby Green playing against them, that's a good thing. That's what you want. <laughs> As a, yeah, it's as like a I highly doubt. I highly doubt Ross Lyon ever told Ryan Crowley, you know, would stop annoying people because you exactly. annoy them. Hey, look, I, know, I mean, I know, I know, you got a bit of beef with Stevie J, but you reckon you could just hug it out on the field, <laughs> like just for everyone's, uh, you know, safety and everything like yeah, that. It's just a good make, look for the own game. mental well-being. Can we just, just hug it out? You know, just, just have, yes, uh, you know, just can you not just have a good time on the field? It's like what? Any if if Ryan Crowley actually did that, went to hug Stevie J at any point, one he'd probably got get smacked in their head, <laughs> and two I wouldn't be surprised if the fans started booing because yeah, was... well Stevie J wouldn't even shake his hand. So well, yeah, that too. Um, but that's like it's it's weird that the AFL is trying so hard to remove theatre to rem- yeah to remove that which draws us to the game. Yeah, and then they wonder why no one wants to watch it. Yeah. 
I mean, we well, go. I mean, we do. But I mean, like they, international. They keep saying, yeah, that's what I was going to say. We, like, it's people watch it nationally. There's that's not a problem because we always have. Exactly. We we Australians like Australian rules football, um, but everyone else couldn't give less of a rat's ass. Yeah. And half of the reason is because of the AFL administration and the way, again, they like to construct the narrative. Yeah. And the way they're constructing it against Toby is just a, a microcosm as to why um, it the, I, uh, the sport that we like isn't as uh, popular well, feels, globally as we'd like yeah. it to be. And it feels stale a lot of the time. Exactly. It's, and yeah, like I said, some of the half the reason is because of, yeah, like I said, them trying to do what they do to the Toby Greens of the world. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, that was a rant and a half. Yeah. We might be done with the Toby Green show now, maybe. <laughs> maybe. He wasn't maybe. taken in this draft. Uh, <laughs> so we'll do our, we didn't mention it last week. We did mention it when we posted uh, the episode that we're doing the 2010 draft. Indeed. This week. And then next week, I think that leaves us 2015? 20, I believe it is 2016. Yeah, we have 16, 17, 18, right? Yeah, so we'll and do 2016 because the other two, I mean, even 16 is hard to tell, but. Yeah. But cool. it's better than 17 or 18. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You so, have a few more games up your sleeve. Do you want to kick us off? Sure. I will do my 2010 AFL redraft, starting with pick 10, and it is Josh Caddy. Um, couldn't really put him higher than 10 because of the uh, the, the nine in front of him. Uh, because of the nine in front of him are better. Well, yeah, pretty much. But, like, <laughs> Josh Caddy isn't that bad of a player, but... The other nine just have done, done more. I oh, guess. Oh man, I think I had a top twenty-three. Yeah. So there's a. Oh, there was a. I still a have fifth. I still have fifteen in my <laughs> top ten. So. It, it, this draft batted pretty deep. Um, yeah. But number deep. number nine, I went with Poppy. Yep. Paul Puapolo, um, Premiership winning Hawthorne forward. Uh, very good small forward. Uh, speaking of small forwards, I went with Alex Fasolo as pick eight. Um. Realistically, eight for Solo and Poppy could probably you could switch between them. Eight or nine doesn't really matter for me. Um, pick seven, I went with Jamie Cripps, another small forward, but defending small forward this time. Um, I had him higher just simply because he does the defending side of, I mean, uh, of of the forward line as well as kick goals. I'm not saying for Solo and Poppy don't do that either. I'm just saying Cripps. I've I noticed Cripps doing it more than the other two. Um, pick six, I went with Dion Prestia, uh, ball magnet for Richmond for, and GWS formerly as well, but just yeah, loves Gold that, loves that ball. Gold Coast, sorry, why does why do I think GWS with um, probably because he was going to GWS and then went to Richmond, maybe can't remember, I don't know. Uh, pick five, I went with Luke Parker from Sydney, mm-hmm. um, another gun. Uh, in fact, these are all guns at this point. Pick four, Andrew Gaff. Um, in fact, you, you'll like. You'll, hey, <laughs> who went number four? 
Well, there you go. Uh, you'll actually like these next two as well. Pick three is Jack Darling. Mm-hmm. And pick two, Jeremy McGovern. Mm-hmm. Um, I had went McGovern over Darling. Um, Obviously. For Yeah, obvious reasons. I mean, I think McGovern... I think Darling marks and goals just as much as McGovern intercept marks. Yeah, like, as so much if, as he if you, stops if you com- goals. If you combine Darling's marks and goals together and make get that number, that's the same number that of intercept marks that McGovern gets. <laughs> I swear. It'd be it'd be close. Yeah. Um, but pick one shouldn't be that much of a surprise to most people. Darson Apple. I was gonna say if you haven't figured it out already, what are you doing? Um Dyson Heffel, pick one. I'm actually uh, very surprised you don't have Tom Lynch in there. Um, yeah, Tom well, I'm not Lynch, surprised. As in uh, Adelaide or Gold Coast? Gold Coast, come Richmond, Tom Lynch. Oh, that Tom Lynch. Yeah, yeah. good point. Good point. <laughs> Pro- probably because I didn't, I didn't see his name in the draft. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe, well, when, when may, I may like... have, squ- I may have gone past it. When you got to like number three and you had McGovern at two, I was like, oh, he's not going Heppel. And then I was like, oh, no, wait. That doesn't make sense. Heppel would have to be pick one. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Mine's cool. yeah, are uh, very, very different. Well, I mean, you kind of want them to be different. Um, the last few weeks, they've been very, very similar. In yeah, no, mirror images. But yeah. I think that sort of shows how shallow those the, a fair bunch of the drafts have been. Ah, uh, uh, that's why. He was he was classified as Thomas Lynch. Yeah, because you know. And that that's that's what confused me. <laughs> I'm I was I was waiting to see the Tom, not the Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Um I blame so Wikipedia. For uh number pick eleven, my honorable mention. <laughs> I've got honorable. a four way four way I just I, I can't not have him in there. <laughs> so at a four way tie. Um of Guthrie, Swallow, Libba, and Dalhouse. Because I thought it was they were very unlucky to miss the 10. I'll go. I'm, I'm happy with that. But I'm pre- isn't... Was Libba a father-son? Yes. Oh, that's right. We, we don't mind father-sons, do we? No, that's, pro- we all took the, Abla. It's, pro- it's the promoters that... that yeah, because yeah, okay. they, right. draft- they were still drafted. Yeah. Right. It's just... They, he may not have necessarily played for the Bulldogs if we didn't have father-son. Yeah. Sorry, uh, everyone, just put our own rules for a second. <laughs> so, yeah, pick 10, I've gone uh, Ben's pick one, Dyson Apple. Oh, jeez, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> number nine, Brody Smith. Great. Yeah, I, I, I could have had Brody in my in my top 10. Yeah, it's of it. been great to see him back at the Crows, and it's funny, when he went down in 2017, did his ACLC miss last year? Yeah. Oh, the year before, I think. I was sort of wondering. No, it was last year, yeah. But Rory Laird stepped up massively, and those two off halfback is pretty scary. Yeah. I've yeah, gone. Port Adelaide co captain Tom Jonas pick eight. I feel, okay. like key, I feel like key defenders don't get enough love. Enough, enough rub of the Toby Green? Yeah, enough rub of the Toby Greens. Um, I've gone Isaac Smith pick seven. Yeah, that's another one that I nearly put in there as well. Three-time Hawk Premiership player. During that time, probably the best wingman in the game or he'd definitely be top two or three when they were winning them all and being very valuable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Pick six, I've gone Luke Parker. 
He yeah. has been pretty unlucky to not win a Brownlow sometimes, but he's been he was in a stacked midfield and he's not anymore. No, but <clears> still <throat> a very very good player. I've gone Jack Darling pick five. I've been That's trying it. to avoid bias really hard because I could have had him one, two, three. Well, as long as as long as one of us is trying to avoid bias, I guess that's okay. <laughs> I've actually gone Jeremy Howe pick four. Might be a surprise, but since he's I, made the jump to Collingwood, he's an incredible key defender. I was, I did think he may have put him a bit high there, but Jeremy Howe. Yeah, at pick four, but you, yeah, I mean, you're right. He, since he's moving to Collingwood, he has. He been was a, sort of. Heck I, had of a him, I had him and Darling switched, and then I sort of thought, well, every time they play. How beats Darling. So, there you go. Yeah. yeah. I've gone uh, Andrew Gaff pick three. Yeah, of course. Um, this was a tough one because I, it was hard to split this guy and Jack Darling. Uh, I sort of had to had to do some homework and compare the two's the two careers. So uh, Tom Lynch. All right. Um, and I I did come prepared with stats. If you'd like to hear them, if not, I'll keep them to myself. Oh no no! Uh, By all means, give me some give uh, me some some statistical uh, uh, <laughs> analyses. S- s- statistical songs. <laughs> S- sing me a statistical song, there, bro. So obviously drafted the same year. Clearly, uh, Darling's oh, played really? 196 games. This uh-huh. is this is a huge stat for me, and it's sort of. I thought it was important when directly comparing the two because of the quality of side they've been in. Jack Darling's win percentage is 64. Okay. Tom Lynch has played 154 games at 35%. Oh. Jack Poor Darling's, Tom. Jack Darling's kicked 378 goals. Lynch has kicked 310. So Lynch averages point one of a goal more a game. So barely anything. Remembering, Darling. remembering that this he's he's averaging that despite yeah, in a most team. of his career currently being played at Gold Coast. Yeah, in a, yeah, and he consistently kicks more goals a season as well. Um, Jack Darling one point one and a half contested marks to two contested marks, but Jack Darling last year I think he was averaging close to three at the start of the year. Um, Jack averages three tackles. I think Tom Lynch was like one or two. Yeah. Um, Jack Darling has only kicked less than 40 goals twice when he's played at least 20 games. That was his first season. He kicked 22. And then there was a year he kicked 29, well, 39. Uh, and he kicked 53 goals in his second season when Kennedy missed the whole year. Yeah, right. Tom Lynch has only kicked less than 40 goals once since 2014. And that was last year when he only played 10 games. So they're very, wow, very. So in his in his very first season, he kicked like forty odd. No, since twenty fourteen. So his first three years, he. Oh, okay. He, Sorry. Not, yeah. I wouldn't say he didn't do a lot, but I think they won like four games in the first four years. So. Yeah, something. <laughs> Hard to kick goals when it's not going down there. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Darling's obviously played second fiddle his majority of his career. Sort of, yeah. might not be second fiddle anymore. But Tom Lynch has always been the man, and he's the man again somehow at Richmond. Yeah. Um, so it's just sort of contrasting, contrasting but not contrasting careers. One has had a lot of success as a second fiddle, and one's not had much. 
as the number oh, yeah. one, but statistically they're um very very similar. Mm. Well, I mean, he's obviously he hasn't played had, a lot of games. Yeah, he hasn't had much success yet, but now that he's yeah. playing for Richmond, I mean, he'll be having a bit of success in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. <clears throat> yeah, and um, yeah, I've I've gone the obvious one at pick one is. I don't even think bias matters. It's Jeremy McGovern. Oh, I was going to go Paul Seedsman. <laughs> Almost. How this guy slipped to, what, the fourth round in the rookie draft? Oh, McGovern. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it probably shouldn't be. He must, have, he, must have been a, he must have been a big boy. He, like, yeah, we're a, a bit famous, of a tubber. Famously banished for being fat, so it's probably not beyond me why he slipped so far. <laughs> Uh, he didn't play until he was drafted in 2010. Didn't play until 2014. And then four uh, years of hitting the gym, making sure that he actually <laughs> had a fitness level. Well, when Adam Simpson got there in 2014, he told him, "Go away, you're too fat." They banished him from the club. You're too fat. And then, um, yeah, the all Australian selectors made the mistake of picking him at centre half back, and now he won't leave. <laughs> Four years later, <laughs> the most All Australian appearances in less. I think he's only played 120 games or something, which is crazy when you think about it. Like, yeah, if you, so he's what four, five seasons, and I think he's been All Australian in all, all of, them, of them bar one. All of them bar one. Yeah, and that was that, the year West Coast didn't make finals. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, crazy, well, there you go. crazy. So. Uh, I don't think we, aside from the top five, I don't think we picked any double ups. Not really. Because <clears throat> I had the Smiths and Jonas and Howe. Yeah. You forgot Tom Lynch. Yeah, I did. <laughs> we'll just I put did. it down to forgetting, not snubbing him. You just forgot him. Yeah, no, like, I, he would be in my top 10. No question. Yeah, I was very surprised. Um, um, but oh, obviously, yeah. where we differ is position. But we oh, had Heppel. Yeah. Apple Parker, Darling, Gaff, McGovern, McGovern, Parker, yeah, yeah. So similar, but not. But. Yeah, so the top, the top five, barring the positions, are pretty much identical. And it's yeah. just that, yeah, that that bottom five that we kind of sort of. Yeah, and I mean, my bottom five was nine. Yes, true, true, true. <laughs> and even then, it was hard to get it to nine. So yeah. Wicked. So that's our redraft. We might as well dig into the preliminary final, the penultimate, the penultimate week. Indeed. But when you know, when you know it's the penultimate week, you get sort of, you get sort of sad because you know the season's coming to an end, and then summer, yeah. summer's coming, and there's no more footy, so you sort of have to go outside. <laughs> Play is with it, your is friends, it, or is it is it this week where you start hitting the 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 five stages of grief? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I think it's like, nah, it's, nah, it's 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 not over yet, man. It can't be over yet. It's not over yet. Yeah, no, no I'm not not. No, I'm denying it. It's yeah. It's I think the grand final must be. I think two weeks after the grand final is acceptance. Yeah. Right. Fair enough. Maybe because you're like, oh, it's all over. Unless your team wins, in which case you're accepting it by, by that you, final siren. 
Yeah, you're like, yes, it's done. We won. Whereas is if you're a, if you're the opposition who has lost the grand final, I don't think you actually accept it until about five minutes before your you, deathbed. Until you win another one. Or or until you win another one, whichever one comes first. Yeah. 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 Um so uh, sorry to all those maybe dead St. Kilda supporters out there. I was about to um, say condolences to all the St. Kilda fans out there. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, you ruined my segue. This I thought this was a genius, genius read for our sponsor, Survival First Aid Kits. Because you know, you go out in the sun, you play with your play with your friends and your kids, and that just increases the chance of injury. And when you're injured, your first port of call is generally a first aid kit. So why not make it the best one in Australia and get a survival first aid kit? Nice. Hey, uh, you guys have heard us rattle on about these. So often, so it's pretty I much. They, I reckon our audience could recite it themselves at this point. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. You are equipped no matter where you go. They've got kits for camping, traveling. They've got individualized snake bite kits. They've got, you know, not, I wouldn't say industrial first aid kits, but workplace first aid kits. They've got small ones for the house, small ones for your car. They are super high quality very well organized. Everything is labeled so you know where it is. And just in time for finals to finish and just in time for summer, you guys, if you need to get one, you may as well get it now because instead of the usual $10 fifth quarter discount, our lucky listeners now get 12% off any purchase. Say that again. 12 percent off any purchase of a first aid say that again 12 <laughs> percent that is 12 12 whole percent 12 percent that's a full dozen that's a full dozen percent a dozen of, percent of the discount but yeah so it's not a 12 percent of a discount it's a discount of 12 percent <laughs> Of 12%, any first aid 12% kit. of a discount. Yeah. <laughs> okay, was... so then what's the discount? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was going places, it shouldn't. <laughs> um, to cash in on that, just visit survivalfirstaidkits.net.au and use the code fifth quarter, which is all one word, at checkout. That's the word fifth, not the number five. TH, the word. Uh, full spelling of everything 12% off any first aid kit you like. And that'll, you know, you may as well buy one for the whole family for Christmas because, you know, there's, the ashes are done. Mm-hmm. So the, the cricket, not like the cricket's boring, but, you know, it's not going to be great because it's not the ashes. The footy's over. Um, I think some West Coast fans feel like their life is over. <laughs> um, so you may as well get in and get on that 12% discount. Before we all start to have a heart attack, yeah, the next two weeks with these footy results. What, Friday what, uh, night. what better yeah. way? What better way to say I love you than I want to keep you safe at all times? That's right, but only at a discount. But only at a discount. I want to keep you safe at all times, but as long as I get twelve percent off at checkout. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Use fifth quarter. Fifth quarter. So Friday night. Here we go. Probably the more predictable result. Although last year's prelim 
with, you sure which about that? we thought was predictable. Yeah. Uh, the way the teams are going and the fact Geelong haven't won two games in a row since like round 10. Uh, yes, as BT liked to remind us, it was win-loss, 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 win-loss. I think I've um, reminded us a few times of that as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I was sort of not happy after the the final last week, but was sort of just sitting there like, ah, oh, well, they're just going to lose to Richmond anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm going Whoever wins, Richmond wins. They've left Melbourne once in like four months, and that was the other week, and they won. Is this Richmond. Yeah. 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 And they won, so they've been. Chilling at Punt Road anyway. So they, they yeah. Geelong have a, it's not a huge road trip, but Richmond literally walk from the MCG <laughs> to the MCG. So I think, I don't think the Tigers will uh, let a repeat of last year happen where they, I wouldn't say humiliated by Collingwood, but they were shell shocked by the Pies, I think. If this was a preliminary final, Richmond versus Collingwood, I uh, that would that that is a fifty fifty shot. Richmond versus Geelong in a preliminary final, you have to go Richmond. Yeah, no Tom Hawkins. Yeah, no, no Tom Hawkins and Richmond are now in their position in back in the position they were this time last year. Yeah, those players will have that in their memory banks, and they yeah. won't want a repeat, like you yeah. like you've said before. So and sometimes I think we forget how important Tom Hawkins is. Yeah, and we're about to find out. Yeah. Well, we like the amount of goals is it's not we've said this before. It's not the amount of goals he's kicked as as much as yes, he has kicked a lot of the goals. The amount of goals he's given away. It's the assists exactly. It's the yeah. goal assists that he gets which is insurmountable. Um yeah. so you take all you, those both of those both goals and goal assists one person, and they're and now they're not playing. So where do does your score come from? Yeah, and I mean Asava sort of got lucky last week. He kicked three goals in the first quarter and a half, and then disappeared. Yeah. And Richmond's defense is a lot less shaky than oh, West yeah. Coast's when it's when the midfield's not defending. So I well, think he's going to have a Richmond's hard time. Team, Richmond's team defense is oh, it's ridiculous. Something to behold. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's going to be very interesting what what they do in the forward line because they've got Taylor, who will probably likely start center half forward, maybe in the goal square. Well, he kind of has to now. Yeah, but it sort of ruins that flexibility, especially when Blitzarves is because he played on the wing last week. You take you, you take Hawkins out, and yeah, it, it's not just the the scoring that Geelong all of a sudden have to f- have to work on. It's their entire structure. Super reliable key forward because they don't have a they don't have a strong target in the forward line mm. that isn't him. Exactly. Like yeah, you take Hawkins out, so yeah, you have to you're forced to put Harry Taylor in the forward line, which means your defense is now. Slightly under, like, under. Well, it's sort of. I think it just means because they played Blitzarves on a wing last week. I think they lose that flexibility. They can't. 
Yeah. Just have Blitzovs doing whatever they feel like. Because yeah, they're, yeah. they're going to be down a key defender or they're going to be down a key forward. Mm. So it messes them up a bit that way. But yeah, I think the Tigers are just too good, even if Hawkins was playing anyway. Yeah. And just wait. You'll, we'll see the teams come out, what, tomorrow? And, you know, Rhys Stanley will be omitted again. <laughs> Surely not. Okay. It's, this is Chris Scott's Geelong side, so who knows what will happen. Yeah, who knows. Yeah. And speaking of not knowing what will happen, Saturday <laughs> Twilight for some reason. Yeah. Oh, I guess because they want a full seven day break. There's, I was gonna say there's all like every year there's a Saturday Twilight prelim final. Yeah, except every last year because they were convinced Melbourne were gonna win. Oh yeah, that's right. That was a Sunday so they, one. Uh they did Saturday afternoon. Because oh. they were convinced Melbourne were going to win, so then they could jump straight on the plane and still have a full seven days. This is why you don't put your fixturing, like you don't center your fixturing over a, on a particular team winning. Yeah, yeah. You just go. You, that's what it is. It's Saturday twilight. Yeah, whoever it's yeah again it's whoever wins. Because I mean they're it. not they're not giving GWS. The extra time, exactly, exactly. Again, I mean, they don't they they don't need as many hours as Melbourne would have needed, but but at the same time, it's the AFL yeah. constructing a narrative, yeah, that they want to have happen. So, yeah, and um, on that, I was sort of thinking if Toby Green doesn't play, the Giants can't win. If they overturn it and he does play, now they don't have Lockie Whitfield. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, they could have won it, but now, uh, as, as news came out today, that uh, Lockie Whitfield has had appendicitis and is now in the hospital and will be missing this week. But they ain't winning that. But there is a very good midfielder who's ready to go by the name of Canelio. Oh, he is good to go, is he? He's probably 75%, but it's a prelim, so you'd do it, wouldn't you? Well, I guess, yeah. If it, it It's do or die, so, you know. Yeah, you just do it, don't you? If you yeah, if, you, if it's... If, re in, if a re-injury isn't going to be a huge... Yeah, a guarantee. Concern, yeah. Well, I mean, is it, it's, it, is it a guarantee? Maybe. It's probably like more like a 50-50. But if it's, not, but if it's a re-injury, that's not going to be incredibly severe like if it's a re-injury and he'd only be out for a few weeks anyway yeah well it's sort of like the nick high risk high reward man yeah it's sort of like the nick nat nick nat nui thing yeah bringing him back maybe early but they they had to exactly if it it wasn't gonna play your best players yeah if it's not gonna cost the player next season season yeah then play them yeah, if it misses them a game, they might miss them a game if they don't play anyway. So exactly, and yeah, it might it would suck if like you know you get them in for the prelim and you win, but then they get injured, so they have to miss the grand final. Yeah. That sucks, and that has happened before. That definitely sucks, but you still do it because you wouldn't have even made. Chances are you wouldn't have made the grand final had you not have put them in the prelim to begin with. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. I um you do yeah. everything that's necessary. 
Yeah, so I momentarily forgot yesterday that GWS were playing Collingwood. I thought they were playing Richmond for some reason. And I thought <laughs> the winner of that game would win the flag. I still think the winner of Richmond-Geelong will win the flag because it will be Richmond. <laughs> uh, this game, I think the Giants are better than the Pies, but the defining factor for me is where it's being played. The, yeah, GWS have a better team, but it's a team that gets considerably worse at the MCG at the MCG against a team that is considerably better at the MCG than anywhere else. Yeah, and there'll be ninety thousand people at this game, and yeah. eighty-eight thousand of them will be Collingwood supporters. That's being very generous to the GWS. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, it's about... You're expect- that, what you're saying is that every all 2,000 GWS fans across the country, maybe even across the globe, are actually going to go to the MCG on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nah. So they've played... 200 at best. They've played three fin- two finals at the G and lost them both. Yep. And last year, I think, oh, they won a game at the MCG, actually. They beat Collingwood. So there you go. Last year. That was last year, and it wasn't in a final. Yeah, it wasn't in a final. And Collingwood were, I think, no good for the first part of last year. Oh, yeah. that, fir- that, that Those first few games, it was, it was still a bit like old-school Collingwood, and then they... It was, it, it, People forget, that la- people forget that last year, no one expected... Everyone expected Richmond to win the Premiership. No one expected either Collingwood or West Coast to be anywhere yeah. near it. Both of them snuck into the, the top four and then and kept going. their way through everyone, yeah. E- exactly, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to go Collingwood. I, I think... Oh, I really want the Giants to win. Not, be- not just because I don't want Collingwood to win, but... So how good would it be if the Giants could win? Yeah. For one. Um, but no, potentially no Green, no Whitfield, potentially no Canelio, definitely no Callan Ward. Yeah. The midfield and that team don't look anywhere near as good without yeah. those players in it. Yeah. And Brody Grundy is going to absolutely have a field day against Shane Mumford. Yeah, but Brody Grundy's having a field day against everyone at the moment. So. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm going to yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree. Collingwood go, at the MCG. Go the Pies in a, in a good game. Yeah. Yep, yep. And then, uh, yeah. So I guess, yeah, we're, call, we're calling a, a Richmond-Collingwood grand final. Yeah, which I think I did last week. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's been I think it's been Richmond versus someone um for the for the last few weeks. Like I yeah, remember we, saying that it, I, I remember saying just before I think it was like round 21 or 22 saying there was going to be a Richmond West Coast grand final. Yeah, uh, and then when the they, West Coast threw the spanner in the works and lost, it was yeah. sort of a hopefully it's a Richmond West Coast prelim. Nope. nope. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be I think we'll be talking about Richmond and Collingwood next week. Yay! That's what everyone wants to hear. 
<clears throat> yeah, I know. Three of the things I didn't want to live through, I've lived through two of them, and now I've got to live through the third one. Potentially. A Collingwood Premiership, a Richmond Premiership, and a Collingwood-Richmond Grand Final. And we've only just hit 30, so... <laughs> yeah, it's all downhill. Uh, it's, I was going to say, if this... if. I mean, we knew it was going to be downhill from here, but this is this is like race cars down here. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's soapboxing. That's it. That was what I was looking for. Soapbox, soapbox racing. Just. Yeah. Um, well, not many games to no. pick from, but we could play a short, sharp, and quick game of brave or stupid. I know that's why everyone tunes um, in. Yep, yep. Everyone's uh, been like, just they've they've skipped this past hour. Uh, on the podcast and now they're all everyone's just listening to this yeah. Bit now. yeah i know everyone i know personally says can you put timestamps on your podcast i just want to listen to brave or stupid <laughs> and i say no you have to listen to the whole thing that's that's the reward yeah i say no fred <laughs> <laughs> the reward for listening to the whole podcast yeah is you get to listen to brave or stupid at the end exactly yeah um so on yeah on that I actually have one yeah um at least one of these games to go into overtime oh, um I'm going to say it's the brave side of stupid only because of how, how rare draws are at all yeah i know we, we we haven't had a draw at all this year but did we have one last year we had i think we had one last year pretty sure we had one last year and i'm pretty sure that was i want to say gws st kilda was that last year or the year before it's been the year before i can't remember um because i'm fairly sure they that year they drew two games I'll consult oh, there might the have been two games that was... That was no, it was, that, it was that game. Yeah, GWS St. Kilda. Ah, ah, cool. I was right. My memory I think there was still a year that was like a billion draws. Oh, GWS drew twice. Yeah. In 2017. And then they put the Adelaide-Geelong game down as a draw. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right, because that was the, the, the Phil Walsh thing. Was it? Yeah. Nah. Yep. That was... No. I reckon... No, I think that was. twenty. Was it 2017? No, it was 2015. Because 2017, Adelaide played in the grand final. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that's right. 2015. Yeah, they just um scratched it off and just gave them points. Two points. Yeah, two points. Yeah, that was yeah, that was two points each. Was it, I'm sure that was because of the Phil Walsh thing. Yeah, in 2015. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, 2017, there was the draw between... I don't know if it was Adelaide and Geelong, but... I was, don't think... Four draws last year. Three draws last year. Not last, last year. year. Or 2017. 20, Which is a crazy amount of draws. I going to say, get your years right, mate. <laughs> no, I think GWS had two in a row, didn't they? That year? Uh, they did. It wasn't last year. But there was one point where they did have two in a row. Yeah, uh, yeah it, was, it was GWS Geelong and then GWS Hawthorne. Yeah. And then and Coll- Collingwood and Adelaide drew that year as yeah, well. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. yeah, and that's um, pretty much law of averages means they'll never draw again, GWS. Um, yeah, they've, they've, they've played all of the draws that they were ever going to play. play. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, my brave or stupid. Go on. Oh, I don't even have a go. Ah, stupid. The, the Giants to come out physical once again. Well, Shane Mum. Shane Mumford in the first ruck contest doesn't even bother and just runs straight into Brody Grundy. Ooh. Uh, I call that brave. Brave but, think... but stupid if it's if it happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stupidly brave, yeah. Because, um, yeah, I don't think Mummy has the, the nous to be able to <laughs> beat Brody in the ruck. I don't even think Mummy knows what nous means. Um... <laughs> No, and I'm. It's now with an N, not an M. Yeah, aren't like they small me. rats? <laughs> exactly. Isn't that that thing you use with your computer? Um, no. So what I would expect him to, you know, try and use his physical presence to, to sort of get up over over Brundy. But Brody's, Brody's a big. Like he's he's a ruckman. Oh, so he's a yeah. he's a big ruckman. Like if it's if there's anyone who's going to be able to stand toe to toe to Munford, it's Grundy. Brody, yeah. And Nick Nat, you know, those uh, Grundy, Nick Nat, and Mumford are pretty much all the same sort of build. build. Yeah. Mummy's uh, obviously just huge. Yeah. Uh, horizontally, um, I mean. Yeah. Uh, hor- yeah, horizontally huge. Um, where, yeah, and Grundy and Nick Nat just have the same sort of athlet- athleticism. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I-, I expect Mummy to try and use his, his physical presence. But I don't know how much, how well that's going to work. But I still expect it. So yeah, brave. Um, Shane, think what about what about Dustin Martin, Patrick Dangerfield, mm-hmm. line up next to each other in the center square, mm-hmm. shake hands, and then shake hands again at the end of the game because that's the last time you'll see him next to each other. <laughs> um. So no no tags. Just put, you know, they just go into the game. We'll put our best player on your best player, and yeah, let's see who's better. Uh, again, again, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go with brave. But I, I, there's a lot. I don't know if they'll even shake hands because he's at the start of the game. Because I have a funny feeling that they're gonna start Dangerfield in the midfield, but have Martin in the forward line. Yeah, maybe. So I'm gonna. I think Geelong's backline's too good for that, but. I th- I would call it brave, but there's a part of me that wants to call it like I'm gonna, again stupidly brave because yeah it could definitely happen, but yeah Martin could st- I'm seeing Martin starting in the forward line. They may play danger out of the goal square and rely on Tim Kelly to get the job done. Oh yeah, I mean it could go either way. Like Martin and Dangerfield are, are very similar players. They're yeah. just they break the lines, they get you the goal assists, and then you can throw them forward to get the goals as well. Yeah. So, um, to have them Dusty's both. Dusty's way better though. <laughs> um, we'll find out on Friday, I guess. <laughs> uh, so to have both of them in starting in the midfield, maybe. But I see that as uh, that ha- like the, the chances of that happening are just as likely as having Dangerfield midfield, Dustin forward line, or. Dustin yeah, Dangerfield forward line. That's what start. I mean. Like, I don't think. Yeah. They won't do the traditional. We'll just run next to each other the whole game. No. I think they'll maybe start because you got to start with a bang, and then it's. Yeah. All right, we'll go do our own thing. If like you, 
if you're a coach, you're not going to have the two best players on the ground run with each other. No. You're going to no. try, you're going to have your, the best player on your team try and have as much space as possible. Well, I mean, and Adam, and the opposing, and the opposing coach is going to have this, their player have, try and have the same amount of space as possible as well. So you're not going to have your best player. You're going to have the best players play on each other. Cause this is going to cancel. This is going to cancel it out. You're going to have to try and free up as much space as possible for them. Well, Adam Simpson does that. Puts Yo on the bigger body midfielders. Sacrifices Yo's game. Yeah, but I don't know how much Works. of that is a sac- is sacrificing Yo's game because Yo's game seems to be be that. It seems it's almost like shut, no, he's, he's, shut he's, down he's, that shut down a player, but then also accumulate it yourself at the same time because he got yeah. like twenty five odd disposals on Dangerfield last week. Yeah, Dangerfield defense. had eighteen. He's a defense first midfielder. Yeah. Uh, so like, yeah. what I'm saying is that you know, yeah, Yo is pop, is one of West Coast's best players, but he's one of those players that doesn't need a whole lot of space to be. Or damaged. you don't. Yeah, yeah. If anything, you if you he can be he's damaging by closing the space for other players. Yeah. Whereas Dangerfield and Martin, are like yeah, the reverse of that. They make the space. They don't contain the space. Good analyses. Thank you. After well, 29 weeks, I like to think we're... <laughs> I'm lonely. Get... Well, um, it's been a long episode because Nathan's not here to control us. <laughs> um, Any time on, I'm on. Is a long episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll call it there because... Yeah. You'd think if there was less games to talk about, the episodes would be shorter, but nope. Uh, not when you've got, not when you've got Toby matter. Green to talk about. Exactly. Apparently, it doesn't matter You know how many games there are. Uh, we're still going to be able to ramble on for about an hour. So. Yeah, clearly there's not enough footy on. So I, I reckon, uh, I, re- I reckon next week when it's just the one game, we're probably it's probably going to be like a two-hour bumper, you know. Yes, yeah, just... set a, set aside three, four hours, guys, because <laughs> it is the grand final. Yeah, we'd have to put in a big show. Uh, hopefully, Nathan will be joining us. Brave or stupid, um, you'll be able to put on the the, <laughs> final, the final episode of the fifth quarter podcast during the grand final. And it will play throughout the entirety of it. Um, stupid. <laughs> and you're stupid if you do that. <laughs> Just watch the bloody grand final. <laughs> well, of course you're going to watch it. It's it's the commentating that I'm talking about. You, you, That's you, true. You, you mute the commentary and just put a, put us over. It'd be fun. Yeah, could do. Yeah. All right. Well, once again, thanks for listening, guys. Make sure you check out Podcast Central on Facebook and make sure you check out Survival First Aid Kits. Use the code fifth quarter at checkout to receive a 12% discount. Um, most importantly, though, I guess, is enjoy what little is left of the footy. Indeed. Enjoy it. Embrace it. Accept it. Because it's all going to be gone in two weeks. And we'll see you all next week for the final episode. Indeed, thank you. Of this year. <laughs> final episode this year. This year, not yet. We're not going away completely. Just, yeah.
Well, I mean, it's probably going to be a Collingwood Richmond Grand Final, so the world could end. Well, I mean, for most of us, it pretty much will end. So. Yeah, so that might be the last episode ever. Who knows? Tune in to find out. Tune in to find out. Enjoy the footy and goodbye. Bye.